This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. KYW Original Podcasts. Philadelphia High School culinary students learn dining etiquette and professional behavior at a learning lunch at an upscale Center City restaurant. I want them to be comfortable going out. I never want them to feel like they're in the wrong place or doing the wrong thing. The Pennsylvania Restaurant and Lodging Association launches a new professional lunch series for teenagers. This is a podcast about food in and around Philadelphia. That's a quick, delicious, flavorful bite. It was really hard for me to get into it. Stories from behind the kitchen. This is a wood-burning oven from Italy. It is intense. And hear about quirky stuff, too. Eat a pint of ice cream as quickly as you can, and then resume the 5K. This is What's Cooking on KYW. I'm in an Uber heading over to The Love at 18th and Sansom to meet my friend Ben from the Pennsylvania Restaurant and Lodging Association. He mentioned to me the other day that he was running an etiquette class for Philadelphia high school teenagers to learn about basically what you do at a restaurant. And I remember thinking that I could have used this around the time I went to prom, you know, my first fancy outing to know like, what do you do with the napkin, with this fork, which glass is mine? I think many of us adults can still relate to which glass is mine. Uh, Anyway, we're going to go meet him there where we will also meet about a dozen teenagers and their chaperones for a fancy coursed meal. And uh, I'm curious to see what they think of it and what Ben has to teach them. Hi, I'm here for Ben Falecha. Is it the restaurant association? Yes. Great. So it's just upstairs to the second floor. Thank you. Hey, how are you? Good. Hi. Hi, how are you? So, hey guys, I'm Ben Falecha. I work for the Pennsylvania Restaurant and Lodging Association. And I really want to thank you guys for coming today. This is one of my favorite restaurants in the city. Just to give you a little background, this is Angie. Hi. Angie works at the Pyramid Club, which is the top of the building over there. The top of the building looks like a pyramid, you can't miss it. Big on the skyline. Lindsay Miller is over there. She just came up from Washington, D.C. She works for the National Restaurant Association. And this woman next to me, holding the microphone close to me, <laughs> is Hadaz Kuznets. She works for KYW News Radio. And she wants to, with your permission, maybe talk to you after lunch or during lunch about the experience. Can we just go around real quick and introduce yourself? Tell me what grade you're in. I'm Joseph Juan Torres. I'm in 12th grade. I'm Daniel Allen Adams, and I'm in 12th grade. I'm Santiago Rodriguez, and I'm a senior grade. I'm Joseph Roman, I'm in 11th grade. Destiny Torres, I'm in 12th. I'm Michelle Egan. I'm the Industry Development Specialist for Culinary Arts. Anna Montanez, a Culinary Arts teacher. Barbara Dessinger, I'm a 12th grader. Brenna Estevez, I'm a 12th grader. My name is Danielle Egan, I'm in 12th. Kayla Hawkins, 
12th grade. I'm Hannah's Cousins at the Love with Ben Falecha from the Pennsylvania Restaurant and Lodging Association. And you have a little educational course here with these high school culinary students. Tell me about that. Yeah, sure. So we're really excited. So we got 10 kids from Edison High School, and they seem to be really looking forward to lunch. We didn't want to make it super serious. We just wanted to make sure they had a good time and learned a few etiquette tips and tricks along the way. What are some of the key points that people need to know about etiquette? The things that people don't necessarily get right, even adults, things that you want these kids to know. Well, in a restaurant setting, there's a few things. A, to give eye contact to your server and give eye contact to the folks you are dining with. Be very respectful of your surroundings. Be respectful of your host be respectful of the folks you're dining with. You know, we started right away with when they sat down, what to do with the napkin. You know, to put the napkin on your lap as soon as you sat. Not to wait till the food gets there. We talked about which glass is yours and which bread plate is yours. I know sometimes at very crowded tables, I get confused because there's so much stuff on the table. And I showed them a little trick with your hands, how you can see which is your bread plate and which is your drinking glass. What do you hope that the kids get out of this? I think my biggest takeaway is that they will feel comfortable going out and dining in any situation. Whether it be a casual lunch, whether it be a professional dinner, whether it be a formal setting for them, I want them to be comfortable going out. I never want them to feel like they're in the wrong place or doing the wrong thing or feeling self-conscious about the way they're acting around the table. I want them to have confidence in what they're doing. And when they have confidence in a situation like that, it's just going to help them throughout their whole life. And you mentioned eating as a group, not only at a restaurant, but also at your mom and dad's house. Oh, absolutely. There's nothing that you should be doing out at a restaurant that you can't also do at home. And that means, you know, wait till mom sits down to start eating dinner, pushing your chair in when you get up from the table. You know, all the little things that we might do out in the restaurant, or maybe we don't know that we should be doing out in the restaurant. We should also be doing at home when mom's cooking or when dad's cooking for you. I know I keep calling it an etiquette class, but you're calling it a professional, what are you calling it? I'm calling it a professional lunch series. You know, I think etiquette is important. You know, I think the term etiquette may be a little outdated and might be a little stuffy. So I'd much rather call it a professional luncheon because, you know, we're in a professional setting. A lot of these kids are going to be going to networking events soon or networking dinners. They may be having a college interview over coffee or over lunch. We have prom coming up. You know, I want them to be on their best behavior and feel confident about what they're doing. What does it say about somebody that knows the rules of the table? Do you judge? Uh, Yeah, okay. So (laughs) when I see somebody who follows proper etiquette, you judge them by that. You know, you only judge somebody by about 7% of what they say, and the rest is how they look and their their actions. And what I mean by that is, are they crude? Do they know how to behave in public? And uh, knowing which fork to use and which glass to use and what to do with your napkin when you get up from the table, all these little things add up. It all ends up being important. So you notice the little things. You notice the napkin. Yeah, I I, I do notice the napkin. And coming from restaurant operations for as long as I do, I am usually looking more at the waitstaff about what they do with the napkin than I usually am about my dining partner. But yeah, it's, it's, it's all part of the big picture.
What are some things that we don't notice that you think are really important or that you notice because you are in this world? The one thing I notice whenever somebody gets up from a table, if you're momentarily getting up from the table, say to use the restroom or whatnot and you choose yourself, the napkin should go on your chair. If the chair has an arm, it should go on the arm of the chair. The one thing that impresses me, and I know I'm in a, 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 at a restaurant that cares about their guests and that cares about what they're doing, by the time you return to the table, the server will have come refolded the napkin and put it in front of your place setting. And that's something when it's not done, it is super glaring to me that people aren't paying attention to what's going on in the restaurant. Are there other little things? Uh, water glasses? Yeah, I mean, water glasses should never be below 50%. And, you know, nowadays you see restaurants putting full bottles of water on the table. I think that might be, you know, it's helpful for the guests. But in my opinion, you know, it might be a little bit lazy. I, I know that, you know, servers aren't necessarily at the table as much as they should if they're just throwing a bottle of water water on a table. So you, your eye goes to the service rather than the person being served. That's correct. You know, another thing is like with multiple courses, when they take my plate and ask me if I want to keep my silverware for the next course, and you see that happen, that's just a huge no-no because A, your dirty silver, once the silverware is used, it should never go on the table again. And if they're taking my plate, the silverware should be going with the plate. So I always appreciate fresh silverware for each new course. It just comes from me being in the business, but you know, it, it's again, all these little things that add up. What happens if the napkin falls on the floor? Just leave anything that falls on the floor, just leave it on the floor. Any restaurant worth its weight is going to notice something like that right away. They'll come retrieve the old napkin and hand you a fresh napkin. And that goes with silverware too. And that's something that we hear all the time, you know, never pick up silverware that's hit the floor. But, you know, also don't pick up a napkin that's hit the floor. You, you might feel like you're helping them out by picking it up, but, you know, once you do, what are you going to do with it? You know, so just leave it where it is. And, you know, everybody has a job to do, and that's, that's a job. What are some of the server's pet peeves about customers? So a lot of guests feel that they are helping their staff by stacking plates up at the end of the meal. Well, don't. Because, you know, servers are trained how to properly stack the plates because, you, you know, they're usually navigating a very busy dining room. And, you know, they do it in a certain way that if they get bumped or inevitably hit by somebody coming out of the bathroom or whatnot, they know that they're going to have their plates in a secure fashion. So don't stack their plates. <laughs> Is there anything else that people do? Like... You, like you said, people think they're helping. Of course. You know, I, you know, don't raise your hand when you need a server's attention. Uh, you know, no shout-outs or whistles. Again, a, a, a good restaurant and a well-run restaurant, if you need something and if you lift your head up and slightly look around, they're going to find you. What if the service isn't so good? If the server's not that great, look for the manager. You don't always have to ask for the manager. You should be able to look around the dining room See who's in charge. You know, go and speak with them. What are the biggest no-nos? One thing that encompasses it all, one of Ritz-Carlton's golden rules is we are ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. And I was once told years ago that that goes both ways. So although we want to treat you as a lady and gentleman, if you stop behaving as a lady and gentleman, we can stop serving you. So people that are rude to staff, people that use foul language to my staff, you know, anything that makes the staff feel uncomfortable, 
by words or actions by the guest is a huge no-no. I think it's very important to tip well. Even if you have bad service, I think what you do is, you know, go talk to the manager send the manager an email. I think it's most effective that way. You don't always know what the whole circumstances around if you get subpar service. So I think it's important to talk to a manager about that. I don't think you should reflect that in the gratuity. It's a big etiquette. Uh, sorry, professional, professional no-no. <laughs> that is a professional no-no. <laughs> yeah, 20% minimum. Anything else you want people to know? Yeah. In our current age, when we are so tech-savvy and rely on technology so much, the restaurant atmosphere is one place where you can kind of get away from that, and there's still human interaction. It's something that's never going away. Um, you know, we may have a lot more delivery options. We may have different styles of restaurants with grab-and-goes and fast casuals. But people will always get around a, a dinner table. And, you know, talking about no-nos, it's really important to put your phone away. It's a great time to have a conversation. It's a great time to engage. Consider an hour to enjoy your friends, enjoy your company, enjoy the food. You know, you have a lot of talented people. You have a lot of people working very hard. And, and not just the people in the kitchen, but the, the people that grew the food and the raised the food. There was a huge process to get that beautiful plate in front of you. And it's really important to enjoy it, appreciate it, and respect everything that went on around it. What's your favorite part about doing something like this? Honestly, I did not know what to expect, but these kids are so cool. Very excited to be here. They're all culinary students, so they, you know, they kind of get it. They know the type of work that goes into a lunch like this. I liked it because I had to do a little refresher course on table etiquette. And I learned some things I didn't know. I now know where to put my silverware when I'm done my uh, plate so the server knows when to take it away. I was doing it wrong for years, and now I'm schooled. What's the answer? So the answer is knife and fork next to each other with the butt of the knife and fork at the 4 o'clock position and the tips at the 10 o'clock position. I was always told it was like an X on top of your plate that means you're done. Evidently, X on top of your plate, crossing the fork and knife just means you are going back to your dish. Does not mean that you have finished the dish. Like, don't take this. So don't, yeah, exactly. X, don't take this. I thought it was like, X, I'm done. What are you looking forward to in the future with groups like this? I feel like a lot of people and a lot of parents might be interested. So I, I posed a question on Facebook just asking parents what would they want their teens to know. And my phone was blowing up all day because there were so many people that had, you know, so much to say. The, the biggest takeaways were, uh, you know, phones away, phones down, conversation, engaging, being present for the meal, and then respecting everybody around you, respecting the people that are bringing you the meal, whether it be your server or whether it be your Aunt Lydia. So a ton of people are interested, and I look forward to doing more of them. We have three scheduled for this school year, but Who's to say if I don't take this show on the road and start doing it for, uh, for friends' kids, too? Because I, I think everybody had a good time. I was going over some of the quizzo questions, you know, some of these questions that, you know, we have a bunch of questions, and if the kids get the answers right, we have uh, small prizes for them. So I was doing them with uh, my family of, you know, four kids last night. 
And we had a super great time. My wife got involved too, and we were all guessing. And some of the stuff I had just learned, so I couldn't have, you know, I couldn't pretend to be an expert on it. What are some of the questions? How many bites of steak do you cut off before you start eating it? And one to two is the answer. You know, is it ever okay to cut bread? No, it's not okay to cut bread. You, you take little, you, you tear off little pieces of the bread and you butter each individual piece. When to start dining, you know, when to start eating. You know, if you're in a, a smaller setting, you start eating when everybody is served and the host starts eating. Unless the host tells you to start you know, eating without me. That means and mom or dad. That means mom or dad. And usually, you know, I can hear my, I can hear my mom, mom in the kitchen saying, go ahead and eat, because I know she's never coming out of the kitchen, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So um, it changes for a huge banquet, you know, and then you just wait for six or seven folks to start eating, and then and you can start eating. So we had a lot of fun, and I hope these kids today have a really good time. Daniel Allen Adams is a 17-year-old student who came here to the love for the professional lunch series. Are you a culinary student? Yes, I am. So what do you think about some of the points of professionalism that you've learned so far? I think it's actually quite wonderful that us kids get to enjoy a professional setting as in, as this. And I think it's actually quite nice. Is it stuffy or is it okay? Does doing it make you feel more comfortable here? Like, what is good about this? Like, I'm not used to, like, proper etiquette. I'm used to some proper etiquette, but not all of them. So it's like, I feel as though it's like, it's like when you're more used to it, it's more comfortable with you. Are there any things that you didn't know that surprised you that you learned here? Um, yes, like the whole diagram, like the different types of utensils and all that, I didn't know. But now I know the difference between every utensil. The diagram, there was so so many settings and utensils that are supposed to be on there. It's like really amazing. What are some of the questions that you or some of your fellow students had that you found interesting? The one about when um, you pick up the phone, you, have, you obviously go up, you get up and walk off and go answer your phone call. Do you take the phone call? Yes. I thought that was a no-no. You answer it when you're not at the table. It's just like the, the setting in general. It's like, we're on the second floor of the Love Cafe. And it's like, I've never been, even been to the Love Cafe before. And it's like, it's a really nice and a new experience for me. It's a coursed, multi-course meal. Yes, multi-course meal. And it's the whole setting. It's really nice. Why do you think it's important for students, for teenagers, to know proper etiquette at the dining table? So before we get into like our big leads, like adulthood, and Google, we're obviously going to go on business meetings and like, interviews and stuff like that. What if it's at a restaurant? We need to know that, stuff like that. You're going to act differently when you have dinner with mom and dad now? Yeah. <laughs> What's going to change? The way how I put my napkin and like how I sit and stuff like that. I'm sure they're going to appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. They are as well. Lindsay Miller is the manager of grassroots advocacy at the National Restaurant Association. And I understand you're here to help the kids understand how to act and what to do. So what are some of the tips that you want to tell us? So I just learned a few years ago some basic etiquette dining tips. And I have been going out to dinner my whole life and have very comfortable in restaurants, but was totally unaware of them. My favorite etiquette tip is how to have the napkin in your lap when you're sitting at dinner, if you have it folded over um, with the opening away from you, um, and every time you need to use it, you just open it up, you keep the napkin clean on the sides that touch your hands or your clothes, so that way you're not getting any ketchup stains or anything like that on you. Nice. To fold it in half. Yeah, it's folded in half. Mm-hmm. And only use the inside to wipe. What are the biggest mistakes that people make when dining out? I think 
it's just probably making it too much about yourself. When you go out to dinner, especially a business etiquette, you want to create the least amount of chaos and be as respectful to everyone there. So don't order something that's not on the menu. Find something that's on the menu. If you don't like something, that's okay. You can just simply say you don't like it, but don't make it a big deal. I think that's kind of the biggest thing for me is making it more about the experience for everyone that's there and less just about you and what you like in that particular moment. But also, you know, you shouldn't take it that seriously. You know, if you make, if you drop a fork or something, you know, you don't have to be embarrassed. You just let the server know, hey, I dropped a fork and they'll pick it up for you. What do you want the kids to know? And why do you think it's important for kids to learn this stuff? For me, it's less about do you know how to properly hold a fork and are you comfortable in diverse settings because a lot of things in life, whether it's business or social, you know, they happen in public places and you might not have been there before and just as the same way as the first time you open a locker, you know, if you've never done that three-way turn, it's going to be a little intimidating at first, but once you've gotten it down, you're comfortable with it, you've seen it before, you're confident the next time you can open that locker, whereas if you put yourself in and you get the tools to know how professional etiquette lunch goes, when you're in that setting, you're going to be more comfortable, you're going to be confident, and then you're going to act like you're going to be your best self. Because then you're not worried about the fork and the napkin and the water glass. You're you're worried about the content of the meal. You can really be present there in yourself, and I think that's important. And that's really, that's important whether you want to be in work in the culinary world or whether you want to work in the political world or whatever you want to do. You just want to be your best self because that's, you're going to present yourself the best way, and that's how you get, you move up, and that's how you, you know, get more opportunities is by being yourself and being confident. What did you like most about lunch with these kids? Well, they're just so excited to learn. Brenda Estevez is 17 years old. Brenda, what do you think about this professional lunch setting? This professional lunch setting is, like, it's really nice to get everybody together and just, like, get to know each other and, like, just know what it's like to be in a restaurant in general and what's the, like, the protocol, like, what you need to do, what's the responsibilities of being in a restaurant and to be respectful and just respect everyone that's there. Have you ever been at a place that had, like, a coarse meal like this? No, I haven't. So this is the first time you've experienced this level of service? Yes. And what do you think? I love it. I just like the food. It's different. I like the environment i like people how they're respectful and they just enjoy one another just being here and just eating with for everyone eating from the outside in on the setting yes tell me about tell me about like did you like how do you know what fork and what and what glass and what was that something that you weren't sure about when you came in yes i wasn't sure (laughs) you weren't sure about what I wasn't sure about where the glass goes, where what specific um, silverware goes in which place, where the plate... Well, the plate always goes in the middle, but yeah, that's one thing. And so what did you learn? I learned to uh, to put the fork on the right-hand side, left-hand... Uh, see, I'm still in the process of knowing it. I'm sorry. The fork is on the... Fork is on the... Is it on the left? Fork is on the, fork is on the left, knife is on the right. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, the yeah. spoon, um, the little spoon, the dessert spoon would be on the top. The the fork and knife would be on the left. The fork oh, no, is on the, the left. left. And the knife is on the right. 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 And then this big spoon is where the fork is. Where the knife is. Where the knife is. Okay. All right. <laughs> and then if you have multiple forks, what do you do? I don't know about that one. You start from the outside in. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So they'll give you, like, the salad fork, the shrimp fork. Oh, okay, so it just goes in order, in a way? In order of the courses. Okay. 
It's interesting, right? Yeah. So tell me about like why it's important to be comfortable in the setting. It's comfortable um, to just... <sighs> I really don't know. I mean, if you come here, then you'll... If, if Once you've done it, it makes you comfortable, right? Yeah. So like I feel like once you're in like a new environment like this, I feel like people just get a little nervous on talking to the servers and stuff like that because they really don't know what to do in an environment like this. Um, so I just think you should just like always be respectful in a way. Um, just see how thing, how just see how other people do things, and then you'll just learn off of them. Right. So if you know how to act, then you can focus on what you're talking about. Right? Yes. Not the. You don't have to focus on the manners. Yeah, that's right. right. So, so are you getting more comfortable? Yes, I am. So why is it important to get comfortable? It's important to get comfortable because feeling nervous all the time isn't like really a good thing. Um, I feel like you should just be comfortable with people that you know already. Um, even if you're like new to coming into like a new restaurant and stuff like that, you'll always meet someone nice. You'll always meet someone that's like really respectful. So if you know how to act and you know what you're supposed to do, then you don't have to worry about it. Nope. <laughs> do you, Do you like this program? Yes, I do. What's and anything that struck you about that? Um, the foods is different. I never had like food like that before so it's just like yeah it's really different what are you going to take with you in your future culinary career from what you learned here well for real for real just to be organized learn like how to be organized what things go in what place um just know what to do in a restaurant in general yeah you seem like you're enjoying your experience i am (laughs) (laughs) Alright, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. 18-year-old Destiny Torres. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of this experience? I really enjoyed it. It was so different. I liked it. I'm, I have never had this experience. So it was something new and different. And I enjoyed it because I enjoy culinary. So learning new things was great. What did you learn that you didn't know before about how you're supposed to act at a table? I didn't know passing to the left side. Some of the things I knew, like I knew elbows, don't talk with your mouth open. But some things, how to eat with the forks was different. So I didn't know everything. And now you you all got business cards at the end. I almost cried. I was like, because I know my family is going to be so proud of me. And I know... It's nice. I appreciate it. That's it for this episode of What's Cooking on KYW. You can follow the show and get other delicious tidbits on Instagram at foodinthe215. And follow me on Twitter and Facebook for more news and insights at Hadas Kuznets. If you have a food tip or feedback about the show, reach out. And please take a moment to help us by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes. It helps us to keep making the podcast and get it to new listeners. I'm Hadas Kuznets, and that's What's Cooking. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.